Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and welcome back to another episode of Self Love is My Rehab. We are all tired of abuse being our addiction. I'm about to get my partner in crime, DC, on the line so we can start the show. So please tune in and love yourself. Yo, yo, DC, what's going on? What's cracking, Pimp Skillet? How you living out here in these streets? I'm good. I'm good. Rejuvenated since the last time we been was on. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it's good that one of us is, is rejuvenated because I tell you what, I'm on motherfucking E. Oh, shoot. Oh, well, you about to go into the vibe of the week, huh? <laughs> hell yeah, I'm about to go into that motherfucker. Let me explain. Uh, <laughs> so. I started a new job. It's pretty much a warehousing job, and it's a very well-known company. I ain't going to drop no names, you know what I'm saying, because it's part of their little policy. You can't be fucking name-dropping and disrespecting. So the fact that I ain't yeah. going to drop no names, I'm a for damn sure disrespect. Um, <laughs> y'all motherfuckers need to change this shit up. Or maybe it just might be me. My, it might just be that my body is just not used to, like, you know, like a warehousing job like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I was, like, on the receiving end at my previous job, but, like, I was able to sit down occasionally. This one, like, shit, you be thankful that you can sit down in this motherfucker. <laughs> and you get, like, you get you get two 20-minute breaks and a half-hour uh, half lunch. When I say every single last one of them motherfuckers feel like 30 seconds and 20 seconds, <sighs> complex. Yeah, I I say like I swear like the first I say probably like the first two days maybe the first three days like nigga I felt <laughs> like Maxwell on that one song and it was like <laughs> every time every time I went to every time I went to lean over man my back was <laughs> that was the, that was the note my back was hitting dog my back was on fire oh, but. Gosh. Nonetheless, I can't complain because that check was looking pretty nice for it to be just one week, and I get paid weekly. Awesome. So, yeah, a part of me said, hey, shut the fuck up. Take his <laughs> ass with him. <laughs> and smile about it on the way to the bank, you know. Mm. So, nonetheless, you know, that's that's been the vibe of pretty much the last two weeks. But, you know, to add Christmas in there, you know what I'm saying, Christmas was good. You know, I pretty much... I pretty much grinded it out until I was able to, you know, pretty much, you know, get the funds right for, you know, for my kids, uh, Christmas and everything like that. So at the end of the day, she loved it. I got her, um, I got her like a little computer desk. It's the, it's the start to her, her gaming journey. Cause she wants to be like this quote unquote gamer, which I kind of don't mind. Cause like they get paid eventually, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you put, if you put a lot of uh, content on YouTube, eventually you'll get paid. So I feel like mm-hmm. she got that personality to do it, but it's all the matter of making sure she got her school shit together first. So. True. True. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. You know, it's always something about money that makes you just say, shut the fuck up and take it because that's how my job I is. Like, when I, yeah. When I first started my job last year, 
you know, it got busy. And I'm like, oh, I don't even know if I could do this. But that check, that check was like you're living comfortably, though. So, you know, oh, I had yeah. to just shut up and take it. And, you know, after a while, you finally you find your niche. It comes to you like second nature. Uh, Christmas was good for me as well. You know, me, I'm not really about the gifts. It's, it's I'm all about, like, the kids having it. So I was able to get my nieces and nephews stuff back at home. And it, it was real. It was It was a real wonderful one. This is, like, one of the third Christmases that I've had where I don't feel so sad, you know, because Christmases haven't felt the same since my mom and grandma passed. But for the last three Christmases, I've been really able to get through it. And I've been like genuinely happy. And I know that that's something that they want for me. So yeah, can't complain. Right. Um, Well, with that being said, um, not on last week's episode, but two weeks ago, we did the (laughs) This Is Us freestyle with Queen K and Ace to Face. And Complex is here to say, I apologize for fucking up Rebecca and Beth's name. Beth is Randall's (laughs) wife. Rebecca is Kate, Randall, and Kevin's mom. And, you know, I was telling DC, like, I butchered that all up because they used to call Rebecca Beck. And they, you know, so it's like, I don't know, I got it mixed up. I do apologize about that. But we just really just, like, you know, just sat there and talked about the great moments of This Is Us. I'm ready for it to come back out January 5th. So, um, you know, guys, tune in and watch that. Catch up. It's four season. No, actually, they're on the fifth season. But, you know, if you want to watch yeah. it, you can definitely catch up. DC caught up within like two weeks. So, yeah. Well, that's 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 on the that's on the um on the account of the simple fact I ain't had no job then. So that <laughs> 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 nigga can't. got a job now. It can barely watch commercials. So. Oh, well, that part. Okay. Um, <laughs> so. All right, uh, well, we're going to get right into the shut me the fuck up topic tonight. It is called giving credit where credit is due. Now, the reason why I mm. wanted to bring this topic up is because um, I feel like we always um, we always identify people who sit at the back of the class or people who work behind the scenes as people who are either shy and timid don't want to be in the spotlight, lack confidence. We always look at them in a negative way. Like I remember when I was in college, I had a professor that said people that sit in the back um, are going to get D's and F's, and the people that sit in the front are going to get A's and B's. And that's not always the case. You know what I'm saying? Some people sit in the back because – you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I just feel like it was wrong. Some people sit in the back because maybe sitting too close to the board hurts their eyes, you know. But I just want to talk about it. So uh, my first question, D.C., Growing up, did you feel it was better to be in the spotlight or play a supporting role in either group projects or if you didn't have group projects with your friends? Because you know you got them friend, them clicks, or you know who's the popular one and who's the one in the background that just like is the lackey. Yeah, uh, I can attest to the fact that I was the lackey. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, definitely uh, tried to stay far away from the spotlight because, you know, like I said, um, in, in many of our previous episodes, you know what I'm saying? Like when it came to growing, um, when it, when it came to growing up, I didn't really have like that, I guess that personality that, that attracted people to, you know, consider me that particular type of person, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Plus with the flaws and everything else to complement that, you know what I'm saying? Like I stayed in the shadows hard as fuck. You know what I'm saying? So I pretty much lived in the shadows of other people all my life for the most part to where I lost my own identity before even finding it. 
So right. um, it was it was a lot more comfortable and convenient, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, like once you got a taste of the spotlight, because you get you get several reactions of when it comes to you being in the spotlight. You either get picked on, or mm-hmm. you know people embrace you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got to the point where like you know if I was in the spotlight, I got picked on. You know what I'm saying? So that that's what, you know, kind of led to, like, you know, many of the traits that I have now. But, right. Um, yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely more convenient and more easier to, you know, basically be that little ant in the room for the most part. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Not a little ant. Uh, well, I can attest for both. Uh, in group projects, I definitely you know, was a person that didn't want to be in the spotlight. I, you know, I would let the person who had all the ideas just kind of, you know, talk and everything. Um, whenever I did try to express ideas, sometimes I didn't talk up enough. I was like very <laughs> quiet. Like I wasn't a social butterfly until you knew me. But over time, right. I got tired of being the lackey in the group projects, especially when it was a group project where no matter if you was doing work, your grade reflected on everybody. So if somebody was lacking in there, you could still fail. So after a while, I said, fuck all y'all. I don't want to be in a group project. I'm going to do this shit by myself. Like, you know, so that, you know, that's the only time. But in friendships, I definitely did play the lackey as well because, you know, um, before, okay, because I know I've mentioned before that I used to go to an elementary school that was by, that was school of choice, and then I was forced to go. I had to move out of that um, district and go to a school in my district because school of choice mm-hmm. became – it wasn't a thing anymore. But before I moved out of my first elementary school, it was me and these two other girls. Like, we hung out from kindergarten all the way up to fourth grade. And it's like I was the bossy one of that group, but at the same time, it's like – I was like what what held us together, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah. I, I I wasn't like the person that treated them like a lackey. Like I looked at them like my sisters, but after I left, they kind of fell apart. Like they just stopped fucking with each other. But once I got to like the next elementary school, I had to play as a lackey because I ain't know nobody. Like this my this our last year, you know, fifth grade is like senior year of elementary. Duh. So I had, to, <laughs> I had to, I had to get in where I fit in. So I definitely yeah. played the lackey, and I continued to play that all the way up to high school. But, um, okay, so that goes to my next question. Could you feel comfortable living in someone else's shadow, or do you like making a name for yourself? I would definitely say, you know, like I said back then, oh, it was <laughs> – Back then, it was preferable. I mean, it, and honestly, it wasn't even by choice because, like I said, you know what I'm saying, it was pretty much driven to that decision to basically live up under other people's shadows. But nowadays, like, yeah, I would definitely, you know, want to make a name for myself, you know what I'm saying, because there's a lot of personalities out there that have, yes. you know, really expanded, and you kind of look at people now, and it's like, ew, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but... um. Cause no, I like I kind of wanted to piggyback off of like that that group uh, thing that sure. you were talking about. Like, I hated yeah. that with a passion. You know what I'm saying? Considering that I was an antisocial person, I hated that shit. Yeah. And then don't let us have to um, um, present it either. You know what I'm saying? Nothing right. else was more so like in, in class, like when we had like you know those group um, 
those group projects and stuff like that to where, like, you had to present it or, like, you know, give your results later on. And, like, I think that was the part I hated about school the most because, like, niggas can really (laughs) detect whether you are just a pushover or not because they be like, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, you could do this, you could do that or whatever. Or even the teachers, dog, like, teachers detect it too because, like, if you got – if you – if it's a group of two class clowns and a person that's very antisocial, between right. them two class clowns and the teacher, they're going to pick your ass. <laughs> and it's like, for what? Yes. I don't know. Like, there's been so many right. times where I wanted to cuss out a teacher because it's like, why the fuck did you pick on me? Did it look like I did all this shit by myself? No. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. but, um, but, yeah, it was, it was definitely – it was – it was definitely by force to uh, basically do that. Um, I hope I answered that question right. I felt like I butchered it because I, my mind was set on really piggybacking on that uh, that group uh, thing because I had something to say about that <laughs> shit. I hated that. I swear. I hated no, that I mean shit. school. I mean, like you, you kind of did. You said you said back then you you did fall into line of living in someone else's shadow, but you were about to go into where your mentality is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, like I said, basically my mentality now is that, you know, I even though I haven't necessarily found my true identity, my maturity has basically enabled me to want to do so. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's not even just for the simple fact that I've, you know, made like a lifestyle of basically living behind, you know, everybody else, you know what I'm saying? And when I say living behind, you know, everybody else's shadow, you know, just basically being a a, a 2.0 version of them, you know what I'm saying? Right. And not necessarily, you know, living for, you know, who DC is, you know what I'm saying? So back then it was very comfortable because, you know, I didn't have to worry about, you know, whether or not somebody was going to pick on me that, that day, you know what I'm saying? You know, verbally, you know, talking about me and stuff like that. Cause I, I never got into altercations, like, you know, physical altercations and nothing like that. Cause you know, I've, I've had many people, you know, shit, like maybe like a year or two after school was like, damn, like you cool as hell. Like, you know, like I ain't, I ain't think you would be this damn cool. You look like you would punch me in like in the hallways and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was just like, I didn't know I had like a mean ass face, but it was like, I was always mad. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I never, I never, a day in school where it was just like, it was cool. You know what I'm saying? And I was just kicking it with friends or, you know what I'm saying? Actually enjoying learning and everything like that. So I was always mad. You know what I'm saying? Like I enjoyed my household versus going to school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got you. But, um, yeah. But no, yeah, definitely making a name for myself today is, is basically the goal nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Cause right. Like I said, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of people, it's a lot of people that you can look up to, and you know what I'm saying you just got to pick the right ones. You know what I'm saying you got to channel you know exactly like what they're doing, what they're accomplishing, and you know what I'm saying what's what's the what's the meaning behind it. You know what I'm saying whether they're succeeding yeah. or not. You know type of thing. True. Um, I would definitely agree with you. I you know back then. I, it was easier for me to live in someone else's shadow because I didn't have confidence. I didn't know who I was as a person, but I know that I would get frustrated though when I wasn't being heard. Like, and this started coming about like after 
I got out of high school. Because, you know, like, I'm not even trying to be funny, but in high school, I just felt like some of the things that we had to talk about, some of the projects we had to do, some of the books we had to read was just irrelevant. But I'm not going to lie and say I didn't take nothing from it, but it's like there was just certain books that we had to read during the summertime, and I was like, dog, I'm going to fail because I daydreamed while reading this whole book, so I can't even tell you what the fuck I read. But going to college, you know, that's when, like, you know, you find in different classes that you like so you can see what you want your career to be. So once I got to, like, you know, doing social work, we were talking about, like, a lot of stuff that I didn't really know that I had a passion about, like welfare and, like, you know, how people are treated and everything like that, domestic violence. Like, I had such a passion for it. So when we, when it came to doing projects like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had a lot of input, but like you said, you had those people who would bully you and, oh, you know what I'm saying? No, we, I don't really like that. Let's go with this instead. So that's why I was like, you know what, fuck you. I'm going to do my own project, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, or if I didn't get hurt, I would present information that I wasn't allowed to give to them. I would present the day of, you know, because there were times where we all had to, like, kind of speak. You know, our professor wanted to make sure that we all were doing it, and that's how she would grade us. So I'll be like, yeah, you know, I also found this, you know, just to show them. But what made me start really wanting to have a name for myself is, when I was working, you know, back at Quicken Loans, and I remember I had a director there that told me, like, I can see you being in my position one day. And I'm like, really? You know, like, mm. I, I don't think I can ever be in a position like that. I'm too nice. And she was like, oh, right. trust me. She was like, it can be brought out of you. But I remember her and my team leader, uh, oh, my God, Matthew. I, I'm sorry. I, that Quicken Loans was like the best place to work. I, I I recommend anyone work there because it's so work-life balance. But her and him, they basically forced me to become a Doors member. That is a person who comes up with icebreakers to like, you know, for, for the team because we all have different teams. And like you come up with icebreakers so that your team can feel comfortable with each other and not go to the person that trains them. They can feel comfortable going to anybody on their team. And I was scared as hell at first, but – after a while, like, everybody on the team was like, like, I, I had to create games in my head. So I took activities from what I learned in social work and everything. And, like, you know, people were like, oh, my God, I really love it. And it's like that was what made me feel more confident as a person. So it's like, you know, that's how I was able to be able to create this podcast and stuff. So, yes, um, well, not to be long with it. But, all right, next question. Oh, no, you <laughs> Oh, my third question. Why do you think people who work behind the scenes or in the shadow, like ghostwriters, camera crew, uh, why do they, um, like, why don't they get enough credit? Uh, I think, I, I honestly want to say because, like, I feel like society normalized the fact that, you know what I'm saying, that if you don't have the image for it, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. The, the, I feel like the image itself sells a lot. You know what I'm saying? That's just yeah. that's just in any any industry that you go into. You know what I'm saying? The image itself sells. You know what I'm saying? The personality, right. everything like that. You know what I'm saying? If you if you don't fit the bill, then you know you don't you don't pers- you don't persuade it in a sense to where like you know it you know it will sell. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's why you know you have like 
you know, these ghost writers or, you know, uh, movie directors and, you know, the writers of movies and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Every, everything has its category, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because, like, because I'll, I'll flip it a little bit, like, for, like, for example, like, with, with Christmas and stuff like that, like, when it comes to presents and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. When I, <laughs> when, I, when I buy stuff for my mom, I say it's from, you know, from my kid, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And I and I I do that because like it it helps teach her that you know giving is is also um um uh, acceptable versus you right. know always just receiving. You know what I'm saying? So there's right. always like a there's always a different meaning behind it. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that I was being like the behind the scenes person to you know you know my mama gift and you know say that it's from my daughter or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just me working behind the scenes to, you know, not only um, give my mom a gift, but, you know, at the same time, allow my daughter to see that, you know, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is your gift from you to your grandmother. You know what I'm saying? That's allowing her to, that's an, that's enabling her to, you know, develop those thoughts of, you know, wanting to give during those specific times, you know what I'm saying? Or just in general, you know what I'm saying? Just to develop that, that mindset that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't always have to be on the receiving end, you know what I'm saying? It's okay for you to give, you know, type of thing. Right. But, um, but yeah, like it's, it's, um, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. Like I don't understand why, you know, like, especially like for songwriters, you know what I'm saying? Like, Cause there's, mm-hmm. there's, um, there's artists out there who were once like, you know, the face of, you know, their brand. And when they, mm-hmm. I guess when they run, they don't necessarily run out of music. I guess they just got, they get tired of just the, the spotlight, you know what I'm saying? Constantly, yeah. you know, being the, the, the star everywhere they go or, you know what I'm saying? Just having that title of being the star, like shit, that may just be, just exhausting at a point, you know what I'm saying? So they'd rather be behind sure. the scenes, you know, given, you know, given their passion just in the words and not have to worry about, you know what I'm saying? Singing it out or, you know, having to perform it and everything like that. So I right. guess you could say shit, like it's, it's more comfortable, you know, behind the scenes to do it that way. But, yeah, you know, like I said, like if it, if you ain't, if you ain't got like the, the, the um the Beyonce image or the the Nicki Minaj's or the you know Megan and the the Stallions and stuff like that you know what I'm saying if it don't attract you know then it ain't gonna sell type of shit you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. they have these people at the same time who would go around and ghostwrite for these people and they're just only there to just you know work on somebody else's craft you know but be mm-hmm. the face of it so to speak. right. No, um, I laughed when you said you was going to flip it about the, the Christmas thing because I thought you was about to say something else, and I'm like, I don't know if kids listen to this. I hope they're not listening to this, but say if uh, <laughs> someone who has kids and they're, yeah, I thought you was about to say, like, how parents don't get, yeah. Anyway, that's all we're going to say. But um, <laughs> I definitely, about how, you know, their their parents don't get enough credit for what they give. They have to give credit to you-know-who. Oh, man, look, look. Yes. Man, look, no, look. don't I'm, I'm, say I'm, it. No. I'm gonna put it out there. I'm gonna put it out there. Look, God damn it. Oh, um, look, I and you know what? No. It's, it's just a traditional thing. It's a traditional thing. And I'm yeah. gonna be honest with you. I never believed in that nigga. 
because once I once I got too curious and found out that there was it was it was presents and shit there before he was supposed to have arrived. I was like, yeah, he ain't real. <laughs> what the fuck am I sitting <laughs> cookies and milk out for? For somebody oh, not to God. eat this shit. But yeah. So um, disclaimer, disclaimer, adults, please <laughs> listen to this when kids are not in the room because DC is being great <laughs> right now. Anyways, let me answer my damn question. Uh, uh, no, I definitely agree with you that it has to do with the image. And I also think it's just like out of sight, out of mind. But the reason why I asked this question is because, you know, I, I went to um, Spec Tower. It's a broadcast school in Southfield and it's a trade school where you learn, um, you're doing basically everything hands-on that, that you would see them do at the radio station or at the news station. And, uh, you know, the first couple like the first three months because it's like an eight-month program the first three months you are doing both you're doing a little bit of radio and a little bit of news anchor to see which one you want to go into and sometimes you can do a dual program but when we when I was doing a news anchor dog we had to create a show to do the Super Bowl it's so much that goes on behind the scenes of, like, you know, like, creating the news station. It's so much that goes on to, like, create a radio show. And it's like, yeah. I just say, like, when, when we watch when we watch the Super Bowl, or when, you know, we always give credit to the people at the halftime and, and the football players. We never say, right. hmm, I, I want to thank John for panning that camera so slow <laughs> because, like, there's so much that goes into it. Like, we don't think about them because they're out of sight out of mind. You know, like right. um, the other day when I was in the car listening to No Hands by Waka Flocka and mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, it was on Christmas. It was on Christmas. Me and Bay was going down to his mom's house and, you know, Roscoe Dash part came on and, you know, I don't care what nobody say. Roscoe Dash verse was the shit. Like how, like how he sped up what? his, like, you know, when he, you don't remember that show? You don't remember that song, No Hands? No, yeah, yeah. I remember. I was saying like, oh, yeah, okay. Ros- Roscoe Dash was the shit. Yeah, so I remember I asked him. I was like, I was like, I wonder what happened to Roscoe Dash. I instantly thought that he fell off because you know when you don't see him in, and you don't see him in Spider-Man, you instantly think they fell mm-hmm. off. And my babe was like, No, nah, you know what I'm saying? He was like, He producing, you know what I'm saying? He's producing out here, and you know what I'm saying? Producers get so much money, but it's like we always look at the people in the in the background as people who don't have enough confidence because you're not you're not out here in the spotlight doing it. But it's like you said that anxiety gets in the way and it's just like with regular jobs I remember at my old job this one girl said she walked away from a job that paid 60,000 a year because it was too stressful she said she was willing to take a pay cut because you know it was too stressful you know what I'm saying some people want to step out the spotlight because it's like I, my my anxiety is just too much. I'm 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 being watched like a guinea pig on a you know on a little wheel in a cage and everything. Right. So right. yeah, I I definitely agree with everything that you said. Um, all right, my next question. We only got one more after this. Do you feel people yeah. always wanting credit still needs approval from others? And I mean like those people who hate when you give their credit to someone else and they call you out on it. Because I was that person. <laughs> Mm. Uh, shit. Repeat that again. Do you feel people um, who always want credit still needs approval from others? 
Do people who want credit still need approval from others? Like they always mm. want. Like, say if you're in a relationship and, like, your girlfriend clean up, but she get mad at you for not noticing it. Or, like, you, like, you know, like, there's people just always just, like, going out their way to say that they did what, what what's expected of you to do. Like, do you want a damn cookie? Oh, damn. Well... <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, I, don't, I mean, honestly, when you put it that way, I mean, I guess, I guess, I was kind of, I was kind of that person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always wanted credit for anything and everything I'd done. You know what I'm saying? After a while, because it was like, you know, I never, you know, I never really received that validation of, you know, hey, good work. You know what I'm saying for what you've done. You know, type of thing. Oh shit! You know, right. but. You know, like I said, it, I guess it all it all really depends, too. Because, like, at the same time, like, I had a mixture of it. I had a mixture mm-hmm. of being, you know, willing to work behind the scenes. Because, like, in my previous job, for example, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was on the brink of being the, you know, the head purchaser at my old job, so to speak. And, you know, basically taking on a bigger role, you know what I'm saying, talking to people and, you know, attending uh, food shows and stuff like that. And, you know what I'm saying, shit like that, like, it made me think, like, okay, like, you you not in that headspace to where, like, you could take on that type of challenge of wanting or, you know what I'm saying, wanting to do those type of things because you're worrying about home, you know, first and foremost. You know what I'm saying, you know, having a relationship with your kid and everything like that. So yeah. something like that I turned down, but it was like, you know, if it if it came down to, you know, being a good father, you know what I'm saying? I would want credit for that. You know what I'm saying? I would want acknowledged for that, even though that's the thing that I'm supposed to do, but mm-hmm. it's something that I'm passionate about. You know what I'm saying? Because you can, you can be a parent, you know what I'm saying? You're obligated to be a parent, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I feel like because there there isn't a hundred percent of all good parents all around, the fact that you are doing it, you know what I'm saying, and especially being you know being a father, you know what I'm saying, taking on that role of being you know a full time father, you know what I'm saying it's something sure. that you would want credit for, but at the same time, I'm at a humble state that you know what I'm saying, like I don't have to have no justification from anybody to let me know that I'm being a good father. I know that shit. My kid know that shit. Right. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, honestly, it all depends. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, like I said, you'll have, you'll have those people, you know what I'm saying, who just need that, who need that, you know, that extra approval just for fuel to keep going. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And And that can honestly be fuel that you're looking for in the wrong places. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if this is your passion, this is what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You've accepted that role of what you're supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anybody's approval don't mean shit. You know what I'm saying? That's just like, True. you know, like like we were saying before, like what, you know, the ghostwriters and shit. Them ghostwriters don't be really seeking no approval from nobody's shit because they, cause they see it in the numbers. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. see, they see, you know, whatever, whatever song that they produced on the number one charts and shit. You know what I'm saying? Right that's the validation that they see, you know what I'm saying? They don't have to verbally, you know, seek no validation or approval from nobody that they're doing good. They can just look at the numbers, you know what I'm saying? The numbers speak for themselves. 
you know, so. But I guess, you know, at the same time, too, you know what I'm saying, if it wasn't for that, then it's like, okay, well, then how will I know I'm doing a good job? You know what I'm saying? I guess it's just, it's just that, it's that certain validation that you need to just let you know that you are doing something good and whether or not you need to adjust to, you know, to make things better or not. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, I definitely agree the fact that, like, you know, parents definitely need to know when they're doing a good job because, you know, sometimes you don't know if you're winging it or not. I Like, this question goes towards, like, because I know I was always a person that I hated when someone gave credit to somebody else for something that I did. And I would get real defensive just to show that I did it. And they'd be like, okay, calm down. Or I was that person that will always look for a compliment to let me know that, you know what I'm saying, I'm doing a great job. Or I would feel some type of way if I didn't get recognized at my job. You know, I would question my, um, you know, my work ethic. Like, okay, well, what am I not doing right? And then, you know, um, I noticed, like, uh, there were some times where I would go to my boss and tell her that I did something out the way just to get a compliment so I could get motivation to keep going. And people notice, like, oh, here she goes, needing self-approval. Here she goes, kissing ass and everything like that. And, you know, it's like you start to realize that, you need this because, like you said, I never heard it before. I was always criticized right. when I was doing right, I but I, I still need that. I still need to know that I'm, um, you know what I'm saying, doing a good job and I'm worth something out mm-hmm. here. But I had, I had to learn to do that for myself because right. – um, I literally, I literally, I was forced. I was always forced to give credit, you know what I'm saying, to the guy that I was in an abusive relationship. I was literally always forced to give credit for stuff. Like, he would get mad if I didn't notice stuff. So it's like I started to look at that as a negative trait, you know what I'm saying, forcing someone to give me credit. And, you know, everybody is not always going to do it like that, but I just had to be like, you know what, I see how toxic that shit can get. So I'm going to just, you know, give myself credit and I'm going to, you know, give myself a pat on the back. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make small goals for myself. And if no one notices, I'm going to do it. And it's like, I notice that when I'm not looking for it, people mm-hmm. give me, people give credit where credit is due. I feel like that ghostwriter. I don't need, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need no credit, like like for this show. I don't need, you know what I'm saying, from anybody. You right. know, I don't even need the, the shout-out that you give me, you know what I'm saying, every week, but I appreciate it because I realize how much this show has helped to change you. So it's like I don't give a damn if somebody comes up here and says self-love my rehab is whack as shit. No, nah, nigga, it's changing my life. You, you just don't want right. to listen to it. You get what I'm saying? Like I don't need that credit. But I just always wanted to know, like, do you feel like people who always want that lack self-approval because I knew that that's what I was lacking, you know, at a point in time until I got comfortable with myself. But, all right, last question is controversial. DC might hang up the phone, so I might be answering this by myself. But, uh, so, bonus question. Why do men have a hard time taking on the title of being a stay-at-home parent? And women, on the other hand, don't get enough credit for being a stay-at-home parent. Now, can I give you the little backstory before you answer? Please, do. Yeah. Okay. So watching Bernie Mac, you know, it was a point where Wanda was working, and he was at home taking care of the kids. And she had a work picnic 
where he got to meet her boss. And the boss was like, oh, so this is the man that stands behind this great woman. And he was like, I like to think I stay side by side. Like, he did not want to admit that he was a stay-at-home dad. Like, he's seen it as something very feminine. Now, I know women who do work at home and, you know, who, who be the stay-at-home mom, and their husband will come home or their boyfriend will come home from work and be like, you ain't do shit all day. And it's like taking care of kids is it's a lot. You know what I'm saying? You know, trying to clean up and then they go back and mess it up. It's a lot. You know what I'm saying? But they don't get enough credit at times. So what's your take on yeah, that? I'm, yeah, I mean, I, I, I see what you're aiming for. And it when it comes when it comes to when it comes to those variables when it comes to work and yeah. kids and you know who needs to watch the kids and or you know what I'm saying who needs to work type of thing and you know who can be able to do them both. Yeah. When it when it comes to that versus men and women, men for some reason just don't they don't they don't <laughs> they don't see eye to eye when it comes to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For me. I don't see nothing wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I will, I will give a woman credit, you know what I'm saying? In and out, you know what I'm saying? For being able to do what she's able to do under the hard circumstances, you know what I'm saying? True. And with men as well, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. and I, I think, I think what it is with men is like, because we are so, we are so forced to, you know, work day in and day out or just be productive day in and day out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like it's almost like you psychologically try to normalize the fact that, you know, a woman if she's not working and she's gonna be a stay at home mom, she should be cooking, cleaning, taking care of the kids and laying on her back type of shit. You know what I'm saying? I hate to put mm-hmm. it that way, but you know what I'm saying? The yeah. way the way you kinda of put that question is kinda of like how, you know, some men will probably sum this shit up as to do as to be that. Yeah. But you have some men out here who will work a nine to five or work, you know what I'm saying, a ten hour shift, eleven hour shift or what have you and would just only take in the fact that he's at home with his woman or he is at home with his family. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and and will be and will be grateful for just that. You know what I'm saying? Anybody who would kinda of nitpick the fact that, you know what I'm saying, shit ain't done around the house and, you know, you 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 looking at it too hard, my nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You looking at it too hard because, like you said, being a stay-at-home parent is considered a job. You know what I'm saying? Because like mm-hmm. when I would leave my job, I would always say like, "All right, I'm about to. I'll see y'all later. You know, I'll see y'all tomorrow. I'm about to go to my second job." And they'd be like, "What's that? Being a parent? Like you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I, I would say that to them. You know what I'm saying? Because that that is that is that's a job. You know what I'm saying? Especially like during during like the the school year. You know what I'm saying? Like when you leave your nine to five, you got to make sure that they schoolwork and stuff is being done, and you know that they that they you know they taken in what they've what they've been taught. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to yeah. stay on that shit too. You know what I'm saying? So you got to stay on sure. top of their education and you know their hygiene and you know their hobbies and stuff around the house so you know they won't be you know a, a couch rat or whatever you want to call it you know what i'm saying like that's molding molding a kid to be an adult is a hard enough job within itself you know what i'm saying because you know what i'm saying as they're growing up their personalities is in a sense working against you potentially you know what i'm saying because they're developing those 
you know, I want to do what I feel is good for me type of thing. And what's good for me right now is to play on the game all day or, you know, watch YouTube or, you know, just play with my toys or, you know what I'm saying, whatever age they may be, you know what I'm saying, like their hobbies is what's going to be their life. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you got to pretty much try to work around that and mold, you know, mold them to, you know, not just sit around and just not be productive all day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's going to that's gonna travel into their adulthood. Because when they get adults, then guess what? They're not going to want to find a job or they're not going to want to do this or want to do that. They want to just do things that's not going to, you know, benefit them in their adult lives. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I say that to say um, whoever, whoever don't give women credit for doing what they can do, you know what I'm saying, as, as, as a parent, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can go shoot yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. Well, I'll, I was going to say, uh, I think men have a hard time taking on the title of being a stay-at-home parent. And I mean fully a stay-at-home parent without working is because it's mm-hmm. it's not the norm. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. they expect for the stay-at-home mom to cook, to clean, to, you know what I'm saying, uh lay on their back and everything. So a man who is at home being the stay-at-home mom, like, you know, well, being the stay-at-home parent while the mom is out being the breadwinner, he feels like less of a man because society always says man is supposed to be the provider and the woman is supposed to be the nurturer. But I just feel like we have to normalize that all families don't look alike and you know, like this, this, this female and this male role has shifted over the years. You know what I'm saying? Just like times have changed, where we're wearing face masks when we go into places. You know, mm-hmm. the what it means to be the female and what it means to be a man is changing too. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like some men don't they don't like taking on that role because it feels like I'm not doing nothing. But it's like you're doing a lot. You know, for women who don't get enough credit, you know what I'm saying, a man who is at work, he wants to come home to a home-cooked meal. But there, you know, like, it's it's a lot of emotions that women take on after having a child, the postpartum depression, you know, the loss of identity, um, you know what I'm saying, having to, like, like, you know, clean up, and then the kid messes up and everything like that. You don't have a lot of energy to have it all together. And for the women who do, oh, hat off to you. You know what I'm saying? But they don't get enough credit. That is a full-time job. Moms are not able to, you know what I'm saying, take a break. They're not able to walk away like a man can. And even men who are full-time parents, they don't get enough they don't get enough credit, you know what I'm saying, for being a full-time father. You know what I'm saying? They don't they don't get that credit on Father's Day and stuff like that. So we have to just do better you know what I'm saying, as a whole, and, like, refine what it means to be a man and what it means to be a woman, and we need to normalize that fathers matter, too, you know what I'm saying, just like women who don't work but stay at home, oh, trust me, it's a job, too, and they need to get a tax cut for it, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But. Yeah, because I know, um, I know for me, I don't mean, I don't mean to cut you out, I wanted to say this real quick question, because, like, I had, I had a friend, um, a high school friend, actually, no, a middle school friend. He, um, <clears throat> he randomly reached out to me today. And he, um, he was basically saying like, you know, he, uh, he texted me, he was like, yo, you know, something I will always respect you for getting full custody of your baby girl. You showed us something early in the game 
that was against hella stereotypes. And it was like, you know, I woke up to that and it was just like, you know what? Like, and, and that was one of those, that was one of those validations. Like I said, like, I didn't need, I didn't need to hear that from anybody because you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I've, you know, I've made that, you know, something that I was going to do regardless of anybody noticed it or not, you know what I'm saying? Because the matter, the matter of it all was that, you know, that is, is if she notices it, you know what I'm saying? My daughter. That part. But the fact that, the fact that it was just, you know, unexpected validation, it was like, you know, that's, that's, that's heartwarming. You know what I'm saying? Just to, just to know that, you know, that you're, you're giving credit to me, but you know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're taking my example and could possibly, you know, you know, work that out in your favor. If you were to ever have a kid, you know what I'm saying? You can, you're looking up to my situation, you know what I'm saying? Or you can, you can refer my situation to somebody who ain't doing as good as like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, look, I know somebody who got full custody of their kid and this is a guy, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like, if you, if you're in a situation where you feel like you need to do it, but you don't feel confident enough to do it, you know what I'm saying? I know somebody that did it, you know what I'm saying? So you can do it, you know what I'm saying? So it's that, it's that pass on encouragement, you know what I'm saying? That part. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, we could segue right into shout out to an appreciation what you got for us, DC. Foremost, you know, I'm shank. I'm going to shout out self-love as my rehab. You know what I'm saying? This has been a therapeutic platform for me. You know what I'm saying? It's been allowing me to become a better person, a better man every single day. You know what I'm saying? Even though I'll be having my, my worst, you know what I'm saying? My best always overpowers it, though. Um, shout out to you, Complex, for allowing it to happen, because without you, there will be no personality of DC on this bitch. And, you know what I'm saying, shout out to God, because without him, dang, I just use God and a curse word in the same sentence. But he he, 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 ain't, he ain't through with me yet. Shout out to God, though, because without him, you know what I'm saying, there would be no self-love in my rehab. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to Dynamic Culture Apparel. That's my baby. Don't play with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, be on the lookout next year, man. Like, I know I've, I've, I've held back and I've, you know, I shut down for a minute. You know what I'm saying? But... This was just to get my feet wet to see where everything was going to be at. But trust and believe next year I got some shit coming for y'all, for real, for real. Um, if y'all want to keep keep up on the updates, y'all can follow me on IG at dynamic underscore culture underscore apparel. And y'all can follow me on Facebook as well at dynamic culture apparel. And if you want to follow my personal page on IG, the ugly god him damn self, you can follow me on there at supa, that's S-U-P-A underscore underscore ugly and shout out to my people with negative vibes and negative energy at the end of the day we still love you we just wait for you to catch up all right um so i'm gonna shout out god because he has been helping me to get through um it is a blessing to go from january and make it all the way to december 2020 because it has been a crazy year So shout out to him. Um, You know, having a close relationship with him is really helping me to have a close relationship with myself, like, you know, really helping me to trust my own judgments, uh, you know, learn to make decisions and trust that it's going to be okay. Uh, Even when shit goes wrong in life, you know, just learn to let go and he's going to work it out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to this podcast, Self Love is My Rehab. It's helping me to become a better person every day, uh, individually, friendship wise, relationship wise, and family wise. 
Shout out to UDC for always being ready to come on. Uh, we got some changes coming for y'all season five. <laughs> so yes, I just want to say thank you, DC, for, um, you know, just being just being patient with me because I change up all the goddamn time, but he always just falls in line like, yep, we're going to make it work. Um, <laughs> it don't be shout out. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, my book, No Apologies, it's set the platform for self-love is my rehab and Queens with Vibes and Visions. Out of Darkness is coming next year. I really failed you guys this year. I let my procrastination, my pride, I let a lot of that get in the way. I was scared, again, of what people would think. But I am really just getting out of that, you know, I'm, I'm shaking out of that what people are going to think. This is my story. Yeah. And I'm ready to finish it so I can put this series to bed because I got more series to come. So Out of Darkness is coming next year for sure. I am aiming to have it come in February, but if not, it will be like probably by April. So just be patient with me. I'm back in my writing mode. I'm about to go back into hibernation mode. So Queen K and DC, y'all might not hear from me on the phone until it's time to record. Don't get <laughs> personal. I love y'all. Queen K about to text me like, bitch, what? But <laughs> with that being said, with that being said, um, it's time to get your mind stimulated. DC, drop it. Give me the green light. <laughs> Let's stimulate that mind, <laughs> Look, his job got him singing, too. Singing off key and everything. Ain't that song? Uh, hey, hold on. My shit, is, my shit is perfectionist, okay? <laughs> okay. Well, the Simulate Your Mind question this week is, what is your motivation for getting up every day? See, I did something light. I don't get up every day. <laughs> oh, you was an asshole. <laughs> uh, shout out to Queen K for that shit. That was funny. Um <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, my motivation to get up every day is just to basically succeed at you know at at every high standard. You know what I'm saying? And I know it may be a it's a gamble to set you know standards high, but you know what I'm saying? If you if you give it your all, you give it your hundred percent, and just accept the fact that you know you might not be able to accomplish what you intend to accomplish. You know what I'm saying? Just always know that there is a tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So I always get up. Every single day, I have my coffee. Yes, I drink coffee, motherfuckers. I'm old. I drink coffee. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I I, I stimulate my mind while I'm sipping on my coffee. You know what I'm saying? Try to figure out, you know, what, what, what to accomplish today. You know what I'm saying? And it, at the same time, it's like, okay, if I don't accomplish it today, I just know that there is a tomorrow. And I just roll with it that way, man. Um I was I was always an overthinker and I still battle with that shit. I always I always, you know, um underestimate myself at times, but um like I said, just just telling myself that there is a tomorrow, you know, it 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 always gives me motivation to you know, not only rely on tomorrow, but you know what I'm saying, try to work as hard as I can today. So yeah. that's that's my right. that's my um that's my take on that. My motivation for waking up every day is to learn something new about myself, um, knowing that I'm in a good place. Like I'm at a job that pays well, you know what I'm saying, to where I'm not struggling. Um, I'm finally in my career. 
uh, having good friends like you and Queen K, um, you know, being in a relationship where I'm loved for, like, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and, you know what I'm saying, like, just being with someone who who doesn't want to, like, you know what I'm saying, like, take you for granted, who doesn't want to, um, like, just see what they can get out of you. Um, this podcast and Queens of Vibes and Visions, you know, like, I just wake up, like, you know what I'm saying, every day just, like, what can I do to make those, you know, those two podcasts better? Um, what can I learn from those two podcasts? Because I don't consider myself a person that people should listen to. All I can do is get on both podcasts and tell you my truths. And just telling those truths helps me to see the lesson behind it to realize, okay, this is what I need to work on and this is what I need to keep. So, you know, like, I I always want to learn and get something out of it every day. Tuning back into myself, you know, really like paying attention to myself. um, It's just helping me to become a better person. And I just want to know more about me because I feel like I neglected this person for a long time. Like I didn't, I didn't really start paying attention to what I need as a person until I got to be 28, 29, you know, and now that I'm learning more about me, I don't want to stop. You know what I'm saying? I prayed to God, like, let me live 60 decades, you know, 60 plus decades. Yeah, because right. It's just so much more that I want to learn about myself. But, you know, my motivation is just like, you know, for change every day. That's my motivation to wake up. So, yeah. Sure. Thank you, DC. Right. End it okay. out with the dynamic quote. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the closed caption of the show for tonight. Complex, thank you for dropping this uh this shut me the fuck up topic. It was pretty cool, you know what I'm saying? I fucks with it, you know. Got some laughter in mm-hmm. there, you know what I'm saying? As we as we do per It wasn't too light, Sunday. it wasn't too heavy. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't too heavy, you know what I'm saying? It was it was it was slim fast, ultra light, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um <laughs> with that being said, we're gonna close this out with a dynamic quote. And I picked this one because this one kinda hit this one kinda hit heavy, you know what I'm saying? I think I may have seen this one before, but you know what I'm saying. If I have, it's giving me the same reaction that I got from it the first time. So this one is more so like of a um, a, a text message with a meaning behind it. So okay. the first person replies, be a bottle of water, not a bottle of soda. And the person replied back, explain. I've never seen that before or heard that before, so okay. to speak. And the person replied back, the bottle is you. What's inside is your emotions and your reaction. People who hate you and envy you are going to try to rattle, rattle you and shake you from time to time. If you, if you shake a bottle of soda, once you, once, you open, once you open it, it explodes. But if you shake a bottle of water and open it, it's still, it's still the same calm water it was uh, once before you uh, got shook up. Don't let nobody disrupt your peace. And I love that yeah. quote because, you know, like I said, well, like the person said, you know, if you were if you were a bottle of soda and you allow people to shake you up, you know what I'm saying, at at, at some certain point, you know what I'm saying, once you open up that 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 you know, that um that moment to express yourself, you're gonna explode in ways that you didn't want to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Versus you being a bottle of water, you know what I'm saying? you allow people to shake you up here and there or people try to shake you up here and there, but you still remain that calm individual. You know what I'm saying? And you kill people with kindness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I said that to say, you know, 
regardless of what comes your way, you know what I'm saying, whether someone frustrates you or makes you angry and stuff like that, still remain that calm individual that you once was before the situation happened. Because at the end of the day, your self-love is what's important. You are what's important. You know what I'm saying? So that's the dynamic quote for tonight. And with that being said, peace and love. We are out. Peace and love.